Embracing the Journey, a program focused on the freedom that comes from being able to talk about death. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank. Our topic today is inspired by a documentary called Jack Has a Plan. In this documentary, Jack is a man with a terminal brain tumor that he's had for 25 years, and he decides to end his life. His family and friends struggle to accept his decision, and Jack's best friend documents his three-year quest to die a happy man, culminating in a permanent going-away party. And to discuss this tonight, my guests are Akila Murphy from Full Circle of Living and Dying and Dr. Andrea Deerhart from The Heart Way. And we've talked to them before, so welcome back, Akila and Dr. Deerhart. Thank, Thank you. Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you, Lori. Well, thanks for both being here. And so I will we'll start with you, Akila. Can you tell us a little bit about your organization, Full Circle of Living and Dying, and a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you so much for having us back here today. I'm really glad to be here. Uh, my name is Akila Murphy, and I have lived in Nevada County for 17 years. Um, I've been a yoga. I'm a yoga teacher, and uh, currently, I am founding director for Full Circle of Living and Dying, which is a local nonprofit here in Nevada County. And uh, our organization is comprised of 17 volunteers. Six of those are the board members, and we're all volunteers. Our mission is to. Um, provide options and uh, educate people on their options and rights in uh, end-of-life care and uh, for after-death care in such things as um, home funeral, in-home funerals. Um, and uh, so we are just happy to be serving our community here and um, the focus has been on education and um, I'm just really happy to be here with Andrea today. Well yes and it is so great to have both of you here. So, so Dr. Deerhart you, you're with the Heartway that I believe you founded and can you tell us about a little bit about yourself and the Heartway? Yeah and it is we're so blessed in this community to have two nonprofit organizations that is really focused on supporting people before during and after death and both kind of grassroots organization that the heart is really about caring and being connected. The Heart Way is a 5013C nonprofit that assists in co-creating a visionary map for their dying and their loved ones to help navigate through the labyrinth of fear, the perplexing medical systems, emotional and spiritual landscapes, and the practical end of life systems and needs. It's kind of it in a, in a, in a nutshell. We provide advocacy, counseling, end of life care, educational programs, as well as supporting those after someone has died to help them find their new labyrinth of life after they've lost our loved one. Well, both of you really sound so calm, happy, and joyful. And I, I find it uh, especially interesting that you have this obvious passion that you have, and it's, it's around death, dying, and, and aftercare for the family and loved ones. 
Um, so, Akila, how did you find this path for yourself? Well, it, uh, I started out as a hospice volunteer here in Nevada County for Hospice of the Foothills. And um, I just became more interested in knowing more about what happens during dying times. And I signed up to take a training course. And uh, this was a training course in, Nevada, in uh, Sonoma County. Final Passages, Final Passages with Jerry Grace Lyons. And this training was about um, how to hold in-home funerals, which is to care for your loved one uh, at home after death, washing their body, creating ceremony. Um, this is something I had never experienced before. I really didn't even quite understand what the training was about until I went through the training. and. I did not know that it's legal to do this work in your home after death, to take care of your loved one, and to allow them to stay in your home for several days, depending on your tradition, and just caring for them yourself, you, your family, your loved ones, gather around, um, just taking that extra time, just slowing down the pace of, of the dying process and the after-death process and just going at your own pace and creating this, it's almost like um, an in-home wake um, and uh, just, just you know, doing this all on your own. And we were so inspired. I took this course with two other women who happened to be from Nevada County and we were so inspired that we thought we need to tell people about this. They need to understand their options. There's other ways of doing this. So that's how I That's what I inspired you. Back in 2013, yeah. And, and Dr. Dearheart, what about you? How did, how did you find your path towards this? It's a journey focus. that started when I was a little girl because I was terrorized of death, just terrorized. And the, the short explanation of it is this fear just grew into a low-grade anxiety. In those days, nobody talked about death. Nobody talked about the fear of death. And I wasn't allowed to be present to it as a little girl. And it grew into a monster. It really did with me. And I, I lived with the best that I could. It was kind of easy because I could hide amongst all the other fear about death. And then uh, in my mid-20s, I had an opportunity to volunteer at a hospice. And I took the plunge and faced my fears as I was shaking. And my first patient died in my arms. And with her went many of my fears. And I learned death wasn't what I thought it was. Then I wanted to learn everything because of the feeling. I can't even put it in words, but it, I can come up with a phrase. And it was, I was home. I'd found a peace inside of me that I had never felt before. And that was the beginning of my journey. I became a hospice social worker and did that for many years. And in the mid-90s with managed care and every, everything that had begun to shift in the healthcare system, there was a push to losing some of the heart and soul that I so loved about this work. I was being asked to see a certain amount of patients in a day, and I only had a certain amount of time. And forgive me, but it was like, could you hurry up and die, please? And I just, my heart couldn't do it. And that was the birthing of the Heartway in the mid-90s. 
and I continued my education and got my doctorate work in mythology and depth psychology, studying religions and cultures and literature from all over the world to help me be present to some of these traditions that Akilah was talking about at the end of life. It's so interesting because people will say, oh, that that new field called death doula or end-of-life practitioner or in-home funerals, that's new. And it's really not. It's coming home. This is the way our ancestors took care of our loved ones. And the farther we've removed ourselves from death, the more we actually live in fear. So our tagline at the Heartway is embracing life, honoring death. They're the same thing. They're absolutely the same thing. So it changed my life. And people say, you opened with a question I'm always asked, isn't this depressing? <laughs> yeah, because it is completely noticeable that the two of you are very happy people. <laughs> How can you, isn't it depressing? And I say, no, it's actually inspiring because death inspires our life. And, well, how can you do this? I cannot not do it. We all have our callings in life, and this was one that I was drawn to. Well, now, obviously, the two of you know each other. You're, you know, greeted your, each other uh, immediately and helped organize to have us talk about this, this documentary tonight. And so do, you, do your organizations work together? Do you collaborate? How does, how does that flow? And are there other organizations that you might work with? Or does everybody just uh, kind of stay in their own lane and do their own work? <laughs> what You're I, both very excited, I can see. What <laughs> I love about this, as you know, in some industry, there's that competitive nature. It's just not part of our hearts because the bottom line goal is serving and supporting our families. And that's kind of part of the death doula movement. I, the Heartway has an end-of-life practitioner death doula training program that was released, and it's an exquisite um opportunity to share the, the love, the passion, the knowledge, and to integrate Western medical model of death as well as expanding it into some of these other areas of, of care like vigil and working with traditions from around the world, ceremony and ritual that Akilah was sharing as well as um, helping people with advanced directives in their memorials, etc. So for me, it's an integration. It's an integration. We refer to each other. And for me, it's about supporting each other so that loved ones can feel loved, supported, cared for, and die in the way that brings them the most peace and serenity. Akila, what do you have to add to that? <laughs> well, I think I would add your, your question is, is um, you know, how do we do we work together or not on this and and um, we've known about our organizations for quite some time and I think we have um, I know that I have asked Andrea um, you know f when having a client that may need just um, a little different voice or um, with a particular type of situation that may um, you know need um, just just some extra understanding there's a lot of complex things that happen. Each dying experience is so unique. 
and we cannot possibly know everything about every dying process. So um, I myself, I, I mentor others as well um, in the community, in the Bay Area, different organizations and doulas, end-of-life doulas uh, contact me. And it's, um, it's about just having this open conversation with each other, talking about our experiences and sharing our experiences. So I feel like I haven't had any feeling of competition from any uh, end-of-life doulas um, in, in, that I've been in contact with in California and out of state as well. Um, I think we're all uh, learning from each experience that we have, even if we've done this for years and years and years. Uh, things are changing over time, actually, you know, with the addition of California's End-of-Life Option Act, Medical Aid in Dying, uh, something that wasn't around when we were first starting this work. Um, so there's always, um, you know, there's always a way to help each other, mentor each other with the idea that we want to do the best we can for our clients. Well, th thank you both. And, and you're listening to Embracing the Journey on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and my guests tonight are Akila Murphy with Full Circle of Living and Dying and, and Dr. Andrea Dearhart, The Heart Way. And we came together because there is a documentary that's actually playing this weekend called Jack is a Plan. And I know that, that you have some plans around this documentary. So um, I, I don't know who to start with. Akila, why don't you talk to, to us sure. about that? Sure. Well, we're really excited about this. This film is going to be shown at the Nevada City Film Festival this weekend. And we were actually contacted by the filmmaker, the producer of the film, contacted us. She knew she was going to be showing the film here in our county, and she kind of did a search and uh, found Andrea and myself um, as end-of-life practitioners here, uh, contacted us and asked us if we'd be interested in, um, you know, helping to talk about the film, promote the film, but also to hold um, an after-film, a post-film conversation after the film. So after folks view the film, um, it's a 70-minute film. Um, then afterward, we're going to see if uh, audience members would like to join us um, in another location. The film's being shown at the Nevada Theater. And we'd like to have a conversation with audience um, just to get their insights and feelings and what do they want to talk about. We want to have a conversation about this film and the things that have come up in the film. So that'll be held afterward in, in the inner path. And so what types of topics do you think might come up? And you, you did mention end-of-life option and medical aid in dying. Are, are those the same things? Um, yes. Yeah. It's, you know, the end-of-life option act or um, death with dignity or medical aid in dying um, is available in 10 different states plus um, District of Columbia. Um, so they have different titles in the different states. And so, but all of those are the, the same thing. Yeah. And is that something that comes up with the, the folks that you work with, the families or the patients often? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. When Akila was commenting on the uniqueness in each death, you know, there's 17.4 billion people on this planet, and there's that many ways to die. That many ways to die. Mm -hmm. So in the 35 years that I've worked with people, 
not one death has been the same. Not one family has been the same. So this journey at the end of life um, with um, supporting people through the end of life happens in our in our families in different ways medical aid in dying is from a legal standpoint pretty new in our country in different states and this film really speaks to an example of how that manifests within a family and their loved ones the film is beautifully done and for me, the most important thing that this film does is it presents the question to all of us. We're all going to die. I know that's a surprise for some, <laughs> but we're all going to die. And it, 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 it encourages and invites us into this question on how we want to live until we die. Often a family will bring me in to speak to a loved one and they'll go, I don't want to talk to you about death. And I say, wonderful, either do I. And they look at me. If you were here, you'd see I'd be making a kind of a weird face. They look at me and say, you're that death lady. You want to talk about death? And I say, no, I really don't. I want to talk about how you'd like to live until it's your time to die. That's the provocative question. And this film gives us an invitation to explore that within ourselves as well. And, and I want to stress that I, I have not seen the film, and it sounds really very interesting, but it's it is a documentary. Wonderful. So it, it, is, it is a real-life situation mm -hmm. that uh, this gentleman um, decided to have his last few years documented by a friend. Is that... Correct. Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. It, um, you know, it, it, it's pretty fascinating, and I don't want to give away too much of the film because I, when I first saw it, I came in not knowing anything about the film, and so there was lots of uh, interesting, eye-opening things um, that that came up. But a lot of it that I enjoyed was seeing, um, you know, he had this brain tumors, and and so he lived with that through much of his life, and then when. Um, he became terminal. Um, he decided that he wanted to to have his friend film his his end of life, and it and his friend was hesitant to why do you, why do you want to film this? And so it's it's just a fascinating story of the things that he decides he'd like to do um, at end of life and um, and his plan for his death. Well, it in, and actually, I do want to find out if, if it's not sharing the story too much how current is this movie well the movie just came out in this year 2022 the documentary came out this year um when it was being filmed was 20 uh 2018 so. 2018 mm -hmm. yeah so this is a person that uh, all of us could probably relate to in one way or another Absolutely. and uh, it is an opportunity I know that um, I did see that San Francisco Examiner actually has reviewed the film and, and said that it was far from a downer it was a very you know in, interesting uh, film so you know, again, just to go back to you, Dr. Deerhart, where people say I don't want to just have you come talk about death mm -hmm. and I, I have the sense that uh, that again, this, this film is a platform for discussion, but certainly it's more about uh, how we want to live and what we, maybe perhaps how we want to support our family and friends 
once we go. I don't know if that's part of it, but I know uh, having dealing with grief and um, preparing for that is is probably something both of you do in your work. Is that true? And can either one of you speak to to that? Absolutely. I mean, for me, I go to something that has a lot of meaning in my life, and that is if we're loving, we're grieving. So it's not just about the culminating experience of mm. death. No, you know, grief is one of the many facets of our diamond of love. It's one of the facets. If you think about it for just a moment, if you've loved, you've grieved. So this is one of the many facets of love. The other thing that I find personally, as well as professionally, working with people at the end of life and their loved ones, there is an exquisite, intimate, vulnerable, passionate love that's in the room, and it's not there at any other time of life. That's how death inspires life, because we know the finality is coming of this existence. Doesn't mean we're not going to someplace awesome, but in this existence. And we get that opportunity to say our goodbyes, to share our love, to hold each other, and something crystallizes. It's alchemical. It's an alchemical process that happens. And we get to witness that in this film. And it's inspiring, and there's beauty in it. Yes, there's some sadness in it, too. You can't have just it one way. It's all interconnected. In fact, something you said earlier inspired this thought I'd love to share is, you know that phoenix? It rises through a bed of ashes, yes? Rises yes, through yeah. the ashes, mm -hmm. not a bed of roses. Mm -hmm. So it is in all of our suffering, if you will, where we transform, where we transcend, where we learn, where we grow, and where we are. Well, when you talk, Dr. Dearheart, I just feel like you're speaking poetry to me. It's just oh, beautiful, so beautiful touched. words. And it I'm makes so me feel like there's the possibility for the audience to perhaps feel what both of you have, what's drawn you in. And Akilah, is that, would you say that that could be true, that that, that love, that, that transformation, that, that there is some kind of beauty uh, of this transition of life that, that has drawn you in and the people that uh, work with you and volunteer with you? Well, speaking about the beauty for myself, um, I, I think it's hard for people to to really understand who haven't been through a death and helping the dying person and then also caring for them afterward. It's hard to visualize. I know that when my mother died recently, um, our family got together at my house. She died in my home after I took care of her for four months. Um, so I took her uh, through end of life stages. And when she died, we knew that we were gonna keep her at home for a little bit and do a nice ceremony for her and contacted my family to come and um, 
my son was already in the home when she died. He was already there. Um, but my brother drove up um, from Santa Clara. And um, he told me he had heard me talk about my work many, many times, dozens of times. And But he said, you know, I guess I really didn't quite get it until I actually experienced it. And um, what he was getting at is he, he didn't realize that you could participate in this and be part of it. Um, we were washing her body, and I hesitated to ask my brother, do you want to wash her feet? And he said, absolutely. And so that was something that he did, that touching, that love, that being there, that being present, something you will never get back. He'll never get back again, but he had that opportunity. He took a moment to remove his little prayer, prayer bracelet and he put it on my mother's wrist and sent her off with that. So these opportunities come up that you would never expect and he never expected and I never expected him to respond in this way. And it turned out to be just beautiful. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. And um, again, that there's just a, a something that touches my heart when you speak about your mother and your family. And I do, again, get that sense with this film by the audience doesn't actually have to, that they can get a, a, a piece of this feeling of that love and that grace and that opportunity to connect without having to go through um, the passing of a loved one at this moment in life, that they they can connect with that. So that I... I, that's what it sounds like as I'm listening to you talk about the film and the, your work, that there's a real opportunity for people um, th who choose to come see this film. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how would they find out, where would they go to get information about the, the film? Okay, um, they can go to the website for Nevada City Film Festival. They've got a great web website filled with um, all the films that are going to be shown over the weekend. That's this weekend coming up, 26, 27, 28. And um, there's amazing films. Guys, you got to come out. There's a lot of shorts. I really love the shorts that are, some of them are, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, so there's lots of opportunities for a variety of films. So I'd really love to see people come out, check that website. You can purchase your tickets right there uh, online. And, um, and then check out, um, read a little bit more about Jack Has a Plan right there. You could and, probably uh, even just look that up on on YouTube or something is that true? Yeah, their website is jackdocumentary.com so they can go directly to the film website if they want to explore some more directly about this film and the authors and Yeah, and the producers. trailer is on that. And the yeah. trailers there. Yeah. You can see the trailer. Well, we just have a couple of minutes. Boy, time goes by fast and mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I ask you both uh, what do you want our audience, our listening audience to walk away with tonight uh, for their lives or or as a resource for people um, they might know that could have the, the need of your services. So we'll start with you, Dr. Dearheart. What I think I'd love to leave everybody with is that death does inspire life. And when we face our fears, 
we always are more enlivened, always, whatever that fear is. And yes, please check out The Heartway website, theheartway.org. Lots of beautiful free community um, offerings and programs and education and trainings and, and, of course, services for those at the end of life. And we would absolutely be honored to support you. And most important, live, live, live. Thank you, Dr. Dearheart and Akila. What do you want the audience to, to leave with tonight as, in terms of this conversation? Yeah, well, thank you, Andrea, for um, uh, speaking about that piece of it, the heart piece of it, like she does all the time with the heart. Um, and I just, I just, I'll just add a little something else is that I really feel like as anything in life, we can learn from every experience. And, you know, don't turn things away, don't turn opportunities away. And, um, you know, explore your options. There's lots of resources out there. You can check our website, which is fullcirclelivingdyingcollective.com. And there's a lot of resources on the website tell you all about advanced planning and creating plans of care and after death care. So I just, I just can't say enough to explore all of your options. Well, I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I've been talking to Akila Murphy with Full Circle of Living and Dying and Dr. Andrea Dearheart with The Heart Way. And thank you both for being here. Thank, thank you, you so much. And you can tune in and listen to Embracing the Journey the fourth Tuesday of each month. We really want to thank our engineer, Jeff Wright, and we want to thank Jeff Wright for our theme music and podcast.